welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, my guest today is the host of Autism Rock and Roll. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Sam Mitchell. Welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Hey, man. Good to be here. Thanks for having me on, bro. Uh, it's an honor. Thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it. Talk to me a little bit about your podcast. What, what inspired you to uh, to start it, to create it? All right. So my podcast, Autism Rocks and Rolls. And it is about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. Um, my rant since October 2019. I've had big guests on the show, such as Dr. Temple Grandin and professional wrestler Mick Foley, along with many other amazing guests. Mm. I've gotten to build it so much. I have a nonprofit where I have a board of five and gotten to do some speaking gigs. I've spoken in Oklahoma, Canada, and Orlando, and some virtual ones, but I got many more coming up. But the podcast, it's the podcast itself wants to e- destigmatize the autism and show that there's no normal, that no one needs to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, my son, I have a five-year-old that uh, he's nonverbal, but he's autistic too. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's giving it, it's definitely it's only becoming more prevalent these days. As I think almost anywhere you turn, someone knows someone or they know this person who's on the autism spectrum. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Um doing my research, you know, it's a lot of uh males. There's more common in males than females. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um and the doctors say it's true, so Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me, talk to me about a little bit of your your, you know. Do you know when you would, uh, at what age you were diagnosed with autism? Uh, four. And I know through stories that I hate loud noises, had sensory meltdowns when a, when a basketball buzzer went off. And I just showed classic signs, really. Classic 101 textbook symptoms. Got it. Got it. Yeah, my son, my son is the same thing. Uh, the only thing, he's not that sensitive to loud noises. But he he gets overstimulated when he, you know, a lot of people are talking and like too many noises going around. I get that. I probably do that, too, sometimes. But I need to focus on something and I can't have a multiple people talk to me when I'm working because I would rather be focused on what, I, what needs to be done than worry about everyone else. And I can't worry about everyone else while focusing on the task at hand that I need to focus on. Got it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you know, it, it, it for a normal person, normal person, it, it can be a woman as well. So, like, I, I, I totally get it. What are, I just, I asked just because, you know, my son's autistic, like, growing up, what are, like, some of the challenges or just, like, uh, the, the stereotypic things that you might, go through or people think you go through well they think i go through certain a lot of aspects where i they're probably right on some like yeah i'll probably have some sensory meltdowns yeah i'll probably have foot and mouth syndrome as a teenager yeah i may not make plan b's and yeah i may have trouble socializing with relationships in a friendship but there's a bigger picture to that they can make it up with their talents they can make up their valleys with high and i mean high mountains so what when did you start your your podcast like how long was it uh it started and back in 2018 i started after i joined my high school's media club and because okay. i followed okay. the podcasting there on thundercast 
I decided to start my own because I wanted to continue my skills. And that was when Autism Rocks and Rolls was born. Cool, cool. Why did you name him Rock and Roll? Because he's just so awesome? Uh, that was part of it. I'm a big fan of rock <laughs> music, too. Oh, yeah? I'm a big was... fan of rock and roll music with the Queen, Nirvana, Elvis, nice. Guns N' Roses. So that's why. Nice. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What up? Because you're like a you're you're like a pillar. You inspire other people. That's what I love about your show and everything you're doing. Like, what what are what have been like some memorable moments or moments that like you you like realize that wow I'm I'm making a difference. When Mick Foley came on, when the pro wrestler Mick Foley came on nice. and decided to do my show for thirty minutes for free, and to know that he sees some light in me because he has a sun spectrum which is the initial connection but the fact that he sees something in me says something but also the fact that the podcast got a big time professional wrestler's attention a hall of famer something. hall of famer uh, hall, of, kidding, man. hall of famer multiple multiple time champion that's a that's an awesome experience Talk to me a little about that experience when when you had them all. Like, were you nervous? Were you jittery? Like, were you just excited? Well, it, well, it's kind of funny because I met him four times total. Back to be five, hopefully. One is through a meet and greet at like a toy store. The second was another wrestling podcast who liked my show really well. Um, gave us the opportunity to connect again. Then the third time was he agreed to be on my show. Fourth was we were at, he was at a com, uh, at a comedy club doing a little comedy show. And there were meet and greet options. And we got to meet him again. And he actually recognized me. So that was kind of cool. Wow. But for our, hope, for our fifth time, we're hoping to, on October 1st, he's going to make an appearance at a little local wrestling show. So we're hoping to see him there again. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. And hopefully he'll recognize me again, too. Well, That's it definitely a, will. I mean, cross ordeal. You're 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 unrecognized. Like he'll definitely recognize you. We'll see what happens, brother. Only time will tell. Yeah. Um. So you, I, I can tell you, you're a big fan of wrestling. Yep, I am a big fan of wrestling. I have loved it since I was six. Um. Uh, I my parents I grow out of it, but it just stuck with me because <laughs> I think the reason why is. It helps with social cues. I know a pro wrestler who, not like a big time pro wrestler, but a local wrestler based on um, Indiana said wrestling helped him out with social cues. For him, I don't know how. That's a question for him. But the more I thought of it as a child, I agree. It actually helped me with social cues because it showed me, you know, okay, this is how you react to someone being happy to someone winning a championship. This mm -hmm. is how you react to someone talking about their wife and getting mad. So it definitely showed me a lot of social cues, but it was also an escape to see these, not like to say real, yeah, to say like these big heroes and villains come to life. Where it wasn't Superman shooting lasers out of his eyes or Batman throwing a batarang. No, it was real people creating these characters who were evil partially and some were good than the others. But they had one thing in common. They, they had confidence. Confidence I didn't have. And I wanted to be that. So... I know a lot of times kids will play their favorite wrestler growing up to idolize them and just to pretend to be them. I pretend to be every wrestler I could think of or 
probably my favorites more to show that, hey, I have confidence too. And while I didn't at the time, it was an escape to give me some confidence and give me some confidence temporarily to where I can feel, okay, I can be myself for a little bit. That's awesome. I, I love wrestling as well. I, I I totally get where you're where you come from. I was when I was little, I I you know, I was weird. I, I'll probably have a some mild autism as well. Uh, I didn't have much friends, you know. Um, very outcast, keep to myself. And uh, once I found wrestling, I, I fell in love with it. Like my favorite wrestler is Austin, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like other down, but she's a fan of Stone Cold too. Yeah. That's her favorite of all time as well. Yeah, man. I love him. You know, he, uh, I named my son after him. Oh, you did? Was it Steve or Austin? Austin. I like Austin Austin. better. Yeah, man. Who was it? If it was Austin, Steve, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No, I just, I named him Austin. I've always loved the the name Austin. And he was was a, a big pillar in my inspiration, man. Like, I... You know, he's a big part of my attitude or, not, you know, effing off, always trying to stone cold son of my bosses. <laughs> but, I know, uh, and I know there are wrestlers, and I know, and I agree, but his character, I think some people who are very, what's the word I'm looking for, conservative would look down on his character. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look at the bigger picture, he has confidence, and he honestly didn't give a rat's, Pardon French, but rat's ass on what was <laughs> happening. Yeah. He didn't care to flip off his boss. Yeah, yeah. What I loved about it is like if you come if you kind of think about it, like he without the you know the stunning and the and the whatnot, right? And 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 opening the can of whoop ass. He was just, you know, he was a pan, he was a man clock into work, clock out, try to enjoy the best of his moment, you know, a working man, which is something representative a lot throughout time and just you know try to live a, a life you can enjoy yeah and a lot and my favorite ones always the honest that on top of confidence they had mental health issues sort of and they, mm-hmm. i know some of them really didn't i mean some mm-hmm. did i know um fun fact for you we'll give you a little bit don't if you notice but randy savage had a mental health issue he had yeah. an ocd so i know hulk hogan had depression so that's yeah. a fun fact for you but I'm talking about the ones who played certain um, mental health issues, such as The Fiend, example, who doesn't wrestle anymore. I'm hoping he's returning soon. Um, Bray, Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt, Bray, yeah. yeah. Um, let me think of who else. Mankind. So Mick Mankind, Foley, yeah. Definitely played some with mental health. Psycho Sid. Psycho uh, Sid, The big yeah. one, though, that played mental health, who, and a lot of people are fans of him, The Undertaker. The Undertaker, I mean, look, I mean, I know his character is big in the mental health field. So mm-hmm. when you those were probably what I were attracted to were the ones that had meant like who either a had real life mental health issues or played characters that had mental health issues. I know Al Snow did. Mm-hmm. Who had the honor of my show. I had him on because of his character. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. He was he was big in the in the nineties. Uh, I loved his shirt. Give, give head. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but also like uh, Kane's character as well was kind of you know un, unbalanced and whatnot. Yeah, I I was like say 
I think sometimes the people who are unbalanced are the real ones balanced. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, but it, it helped, you know, despite of their imbalance of what the things that were going through, you know, they were able to help and connect to, you know, to, you know, people like us. It gave us that confidence, gave them, gave us that, that sense of hope. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the, I, the, this isn't the sad part, but I guess a little bit of the disappointing part. I don't think the wrestlers sometimes realize how much influence they have. I know when we went to that comedy show, I mentioned someone raised their hand. I don't know if we got to meet him or not. Mm-hmm. I hope that'd be kind of cool if he did, but he thanked him for, for his childhood because I bet that guy had a lot of trouble in his life, but I bet when he turned on the channel to see Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, him himself, Santa Claus, I bet that just gave him Brian, some relief. Yeah. And I don't think they sometimes understand how much relief they're giving us. Yeah, and I bet you they also get a, they get thankful all the time. I think, you know, like like just... Us as people, sometimes we go through things and we we don't see the the appreciation in other things. You know, we're stuck in our head sometimes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Do you do you talk about? Obviously, you talk about wrestling in your podcast, uh, but do do you uh, currently watch it? The product now. Yeah, I like to I like to record them though. I don't do it on the weekdays because of commercials. So yeah, honestly, I just like to do it on the weekends when I can, and then. Like weekend wise, I record all the Raw the SmackDowns. Like I have the Direct TV where I can just record it, but yeah. I have to catch up. Sometimes I got to catch up. I know this weekend at some point, so that's the plan. But I'll watch it on the weekends. That way, I can just skip through the commercials. I don't want to deal with them. Yeah, fast forward. Yeah, I get it. I used to do that too. I haven't watched it in a while though. Um, do you? Are you a fan of uh, uh, AEW as well? Uh, not as much. I'll tech. I'll turn on here and there, but. Yeah. Because of my loyalty with wrestling and the WWE and how they helped me out, I I honestly feel like a traitor if I went to AEW yeah. for the main part. Yeah, so well, there's, a, yeah there's a lot of people that, that flip the boat, you know, but I think, you know, I think it's good for wrestling. It gets on the, you know, competition, gets out the bat, you know, very well known, you know. Uh, it get, it gives you something to watch because that means the product that we're actually working on the product and have a reason to work on the product do the competition. Uh, but I think it's just you know a watered down WCW, my personal opinion. It, it very well could be. I mean, it could turn into that, but if you think about it, AW was kind of winning for a little bit, so. In a sense, we could we could have turned WWE into AEW if that kept happening. Yeah, but then you 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 look through history and like you all you you go on the WWE network, right? You can watch the Monday Night Raws, and you know WCW was at one point beating them, but it's because it's the new project product. You know, it's, it's first time people are seeing it. Yeah, but then you got to remember too. At that time, during the transition era, they were kind of cart before they transitioned to the Austin. Mm-hmm. They were very cartoonish, and some like that. Lots of others didn't. So when that shift happened, I knew there were some people who loved it, but there were lots of backlash as well. Yeah, but they won. They yeah, won. But they, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give Dude credit. They did win. That was a yeah. smart move on Mr. McMahon's part. And they won with. They won with uh, WCW wrestlers. I know that's the 
I, right. irony and funny yeah. part, kind of. Well, wrestlers. Think uh, about it. Yeah. The guy who was trying to get him out went on to WWE and became a general manager. Yeah, it's yep. definitely comical to see that unfold. Yeah, the, the because they didn't believe in Triple H, they didn't believe in Austin. Taker was there when he was. Uh, I think he he wrestled on his real name or something like that. Mankind, who was a uh, became iconic. A lot of a, a lot of wrestlers. <clears throat> um, enough of wrestling. I, I think we could have, we could shoot a whole podcast on wrestling alone. Yeah. Um. Uh, give me. You know, give me some advice on, on, like, for autism people, right? Kids, kind, whatever. Yeah. Just like, w- like, help them. You know, what would if they ask you, hey, how can I start a podcast like you? You know, how can you know, how can I do it? What would you? Well, what if advice you're would you give? Aspiring to do a podcast and do anything, go for it. I think that if you want to do it, you have the right to do it. I mean, if it's within reason, we have limitations, but I think if it's a reasonable idea and there are some limitations that can be passable, I guess is what you can say, then I think you have the right to do it. And as far as autism with parents, the number one key is patience, I think. I think that we all have parents have to be patient, especially with someone on the spectrum, because at times they're gonna at times you're gonna think, oh my gosh, why is he acting like this way? Oh, because you're human too. You're gonna lose your sanity. It's just mm. you're human. But what matters at the end of the day is if you can understand and be patient. I know my mother said it and she was honest. At points there were times where she wished that I didn't like not say I have to go through this, but at the time where she thought, Oh my gosh, why is he doing this? Why can't he not have autism? But at the end of the day, she understood. And to this day, she understands. There are probably some stuff I still do that she would prefer not me doing, but she is she accepts it. And I'm not saying excuse them if it's unreasonable, obviously, but if it's reasonable, she's like, you know what? He can't help it. It's flapping his arms in public. I know I've seen someone the other day did like this and mm-hmm. left their arms. Then I don't see it hurting anyone. I believe I also because I believe in people, I believe people have the right to do sometimes unrealistic solutions that are not harmful. I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I as a parent, I, I understand. Uh because my my five years old, he he gives me work. You know, but I I don't know. I, I just sometimes he gets very uh too out of hand. But not not be, I don't think it's because it's his you know autism. I think it's just I don't know. I, I I treat him like a regular kid because he's awesome, man. He he's awesome. And that's and that I'll tell you as a parent, and as what my parents told me, that's the hardest part is to turn to turn. Okay, are they acting like this because they're acting like a child and they're being a brat, or are they acting like this because yes. it's medical and they're having autism and they can't help it? Yeah. And my advice. That is research autism more. I mean, research it. I think researching and researching is definitely the way. But also go with your gut. If you think you're making the right decision, you're making the right decision. And my mom has admitted it. She's probably made some mistakes here and there. Not much, but some. Mm-hmm. But for the majority, she went with her gut. Mm-hmm. 
And looking back on it, it was right. So mm -hmm. my advice to you on that is to figure out to research, but also go with your gut because you know your child well enough to know that, okay, they're being a brat right now. He needs some discipline yeah. or, okay, he's having an autism moment right now. We need it. I should help him and yeah. excuse the grounding. Yeah, yeah. No, and and thank you for reassuring me of that. Uh I'm, you know, he's I'm I'm having trouble uh with I want to say that the system or whatever you want to call it, trying to get find him a school and and just having support. You know, even like you know, you can uh, had money, uh good insurance, and it's been it's been real difficult for me to to find help for him. You know, especially right. And I get that, but I'll tell you, man, if you go to, um, if ever, if you're ever looking help at it, I don't know where you're from, but if your state's not cooperating, I'll tell you, man, and we have this Zoom, thankfully, Indiana has some amazing resources. I'll tell you that right now. I know I work with a couple of um, clinics, ABA clinics, so I did, they definitely could talk to you. So you're, so you're, you're in Indiana right now? Yeah, you're from, you're yeah saying, lots of um, a lot of the Indiana states. I don't know what it is, but my region mm. to say and mo the majority of the states under majority of my state understands it because case in point, it was kind of funny. I was going to see one of my favorite jokers. And I don't know if you're a big fan of TV, the TV show Practical Jokers, Joe Gatto. OK, yeah. While I was driving down there. I'm not kidding you. I saw an autism ABA therapy clinic. And I thought. Okay. And that, and you know, I think that made me feel good because we understand this state kind of understands the autism because look, there's an ABA clinic that I didn't even know about. Yeah. No, it was funny that I, I met somebody. I was in somebody's show, I think like two weeks ago, uh, Monday Love, and he's he uh he helps children with autism and he told me the same thing. I'm I'm from New Jersey, man. Uh and it's been really, you know, especially because I'm like more city rather than southern or um uh what do you call that uh well I'm, I'm more city like right and everything here is is extremely populated like you gotta to get help you gotta hustle your way and and you know uh, hopefully you know with a prayer you get it but it's been very difficult um i have a a, a nephew who's also uh autistic but more severe than my son and uh, my sister moved, they moved to Florida and it, at the moment he got there, he received it like this quick. Yeah. And make Florida is one of the good ones. I know Florida, Indiana is pretty good. Um, talking about another state that's good. I don't know. New Jersey is, I'm not saying I'm not offense to New Jersey, but I mean, I've never been in New Jersey, so I have to see that. Yeah. I know there's a lot of, a lot of people have moved to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, there's a clinic there that's phenomenal with those on the autism spectrum. I know that. So that's some information we're in. Like I said, they probably do online appointments too. Yeah. So you can check that out maybe. Uh, do you got any advice? Uh, because my, my five-year-old, he uh, he doesn't speak. He, he's nonverbal right now. Uh, and he, uh, he's, he has a callus on his right hand, hand like, because he's, he gets so you know, like anxiety, frustrated because he's not able to speak. So he, he uh, since he was like one and a half, he, start, he started biting his hand. 
and he has right. the cows, right? right? Do you have any advice for me and for other parents that uh, have children with autism that uh, to help them, you know, give them assistance and try to speak? Right. Well, that's a hard one for me because I don't have, I've never been nonverbal, I don't think, at least. I've said 10 words, but <laughs> never been like to the point of like zippity, nut can't talk for deal because of the reason. But I heard a lot of people, what they use, and I know the clinic uses it, is what's called is um, spelling. So per sense, it's like a kind of like this cardboard box ordeal. And you would like, yeah, let, me get a, let me get a pen to show you. It's better if I visually show you than try to explain it. Got it. Okay. So what they what they typically do is have like a paper like this. And they literally like write the letter like A, B, C, D, E, F. G H I J K L M N O P U R S T U V W X Y and Z. They have all the letters in the alphabet. Now it's obviously more space than mine, clearly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what they would do though is like they would ask, okay, you want a lollipop? Well, they go like L O L I P O P. They they like spell it out. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Or like many ask him, hey son, you want a drink? Y E S. Like they're spelling it out for you. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. Or do you hey son, you want to go to the park today? No. And oh. No. Got it. Got it. oh, that's that's very interesting. I'm uh I'm I'm definitely gonna try that. Uh I've been man, I've been I've been working with therapists because uh, here, uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, yeah. And I'll be honest, with a five-year-old, it might be harder. But yeah. as they get older, and that might happen. I know someone on spectrum who's nonverbal, but, you know, he's not like, he's not to the point of pre-K functioning level. Like, he can say, hey, can you get the remote? He'll get the remote. He knows what he's saying. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I don't know if he's spelling, but that's something. But spelling for someone older, but maybe younger, too. Another idea, I don't know if. I don't know if you try this or not, but sign language, I know that that had to happen with me once with my cousin. He He's not autistic or anything, but he wasn't speaking. So my uh, the family member taught him like sign, sign language. Yeah. Like, yeah, like more. I don't know what the sign language is. More yeah, or yeah. something like that. Or yeah, yeah. Try spelling and then try sign language too. I know there. I know like house. I know there's this or, you know, something like that. You want like, hey, Dad, I'm ready to go to the house. <laughs> yeah, no, I get, it. I get it. Uh, I'm definitely gonna try uh, those things out because, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been working with. Like, it's been me for the last, uh, I want to say, almost three years now. Uh, I've, I, I connect with the therapist uh, because the pandemic is just shorted, so I work through like Zoom, and, and that's how I've been learning it. And he's gotten a lot better. But you, yeah, there's there's still more possibility, more right. opportunity for growth, you know. And the cool thing with spelling is, I'll tell you, it doesn't have to be used with questions. It can be with anything. Let's say he wants it's his birthday and he wants to blow out candles. Well, he can spell out, you know, K candles, C A N D L E S, or blow B L O W. Nice. So that's what I've heard helps a lot. I know I have a friend who who's a mother and she's nonverbal as well. So 
Her well, not her the mother isn't sorry. Her daughter is nonverbal. She's seven, and I think um you know you just it takes patience. Like you got to guide them in a sense when when they're nonverbal. Because yeah. I think some will say a few words. Like they might be able to say good or I know my friend who's nonverbal. I mean. You know, he's a good guy, but he takes it. He takes, he's like, he's like with your son. He takes definitely some work. So I've heard him say good or my favorite thing is that he, he's doing it to joke around. You need a haircut, even when there's no hair on you, literally. <laughs> but he's a good guy. But I know that sometimes what they're saying, they do mean something. I can, like, when he says you need a haircut, he's playing around. So sometimes what they're saying, mm-hmm may not be the exact definition and they can't speak they'll spell it out for you God. now with younger sign language is probably the best way but older definitely if they if they understand letters and all that and they're a little more advanced but they can't speak spelling it out might work out gosh i see I, I i love this because we i think we need more individuals like yourself to help uh Educate the public. Like one, like I'm not gonna lie. One of my main uh, fears, it's like when I when I take my son out, we're just hanging out, you know, doing a thing, and and you know he gets he gets a tantrum. I, you know, I feel like people are looking and judging. You know, yeah. especially like me. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm Hispanic, so a lot of our in our culture, we we you know we tend to judge one another on the way we raise our kids, without even understanding, and that's like. It gets me like it gets me a lot of stress and anxiety. And I get that. And I think lots of parents are like that. I know when we were vendoring, we had a couple come in and the child was nonverbal and he was like just taking toys. But we were like, no, 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 don't do that. And we were like, whatever, in a sense, because we can pick it up. But that's what you gotta look at too, is what's the end result? Because what if the kid did spill it? What mm-hmm. happens? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest here. What happens realistically if he spills the cup, the box of toys? Does anyone get hurt? No. Does anyone get harmed? Does anyone feel awkward? Maybe a little, but you know what? You know what? There's an end result. No one gets hurt. You know what we'll do? Just pick her up and you can do it again. I mean, we don't care to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta look at the end result. I mean, if your child grabs a knife and then it's different, you know, yeah. thinks it's a toy and tries to go yah yah like a sword, yeah, we we got to do something about that. But uh, let's look on the let's look on the let's look on the other side here. You know, if he wants to go the slide, going the slide, that slide down, the slide backwards because yeah. that's the way he lives. What's realistically going to happen? Okay, he might fall and get a little hurt, not like to the point where it's like, oh my god, you know, but. Yeah. Let's be let's be real here. All he's trying to do is just slide backwards, and he'll end most likely end in the, at the end of the tunnel or at the end of the slide. And if he does fall, it's not going to be a big, severe, you know, concussion. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I agree. You're right. You're absolutely right. Wow. Um, what are what are some things you 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 enjoy doing besides you know the podcast and whatnot? All right. Well, I'm a definitely big adventure type person. So I love zip lining. I mean, I want to go bungee jumping. Nice. Definitely a type of experience guy. Like to like to travel. Love traveling. I've been to like a lot of states. I mean, I've traveled like past states, but the states I've like visited are, let me think here, 
Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas, oh, Tennessee. Um, Florida. We've been to Florida three times. I'll tell you, if you ever want to go somewhere tropical, Destin, Florida is the best place to go because, man, it is pretty and very warm. There's a beach and it's just great. That it has everything, like just like attractions, great restaurants. My dad's favorite restaurants there, actually. So definitely recommend Florida. Um, we've been to Sarasota, Florida, uh, Cedar Point in Ohio. Um, I've been I've been to DC once through a class trip. I've been to Mississippi for fishing because I I don't love fishing, but fishing is one of my hobbies. I'll admit that. And I've been to a lot of like places around here. I know I went to a wolf park while last summer where we saw some wolves, which was oh cool. nice. And um, I went to a little, what else was that place called? And I don't remember the other place, but I've been somewhere. And then let's see, Virginia. I went to Richmond, Virginia for my mother's birthday present. I took her to um, Edgar Allan Poe Museum because she's oh, an English nice. teacher. So she didn't. She doesn't like Shakespeare and. I can't understand a word in Shakespeare, but we both love um, Edgar Allan Poe. We love Edgar Allan Poe. Well, that's awesome, man. That's that's see, that's beautiful. That's like they don't, you know, when you look at these TVs and things of autism, like they don't show that like you can actually live a life. They 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 you know very how do I put it? Like I get where you're going with this. I yeah. you just. They're not showing the positive side of autism. Yeah, yeah, and it's and you know it's you it's you know like my son, my son, I I, I can't even say this. Like I like my son. Yeah, he's he's on the spectrum, but like yo, like he's so much fun. Oh, I get like, it. I you get know where you're going with this, hundred percent. I you know they're they miss out on opportunities, and sometimes it's not their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. Yeah. I mean, I have, I'll admit flaws. I probably missed out on some opportunities because of me. I remember one time I was very like like lost, and I literally I wasn't doing this to stalk someone, but mm. just because I wanted a friend, I would text this girl every day, not to bother her, but just to have a friend. Well, that didn't quite go so well because she thought in her case it was stalking. Looking back at it, I don't blame her, but you <laughs> understand my reasoning at the time. I just wanted a friend. Yeah, but because of that, she probably does not like me at the moment, and I still doesn't. But um, that's what I'm trying to talk about is that was my fault. But there have been situations where it wasn't my fault. It was just them being mean, excluded, and different. My mom's seen it actually. I I was her student once upon a time, and they weren't like like sometimes I did get bullied, but sometimes they would bully me and I wouldn't realize it mm-hmm. or they would try to bring me down and I wouldn't realize it. So that's the hard part is as a parent, they're getting bullied, but they can't see it because I'd rather know that I'm getting bullied than not get bullied. And sort of with me being bullied, that's an easy one. I remember one time in sixth grade, I was just sitting down on the bleachers and they state the teacher stated, you cannot move. And I didn't. But I had to deal with people poking me with pencils. That's awful. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Oh, it was awful, man. Yep. Don't worry. I, afterwards, apparently, after, because I had, thankfully, I left early because I had a doctor's appointment, I think. But what I did not know was my mother was in the gym and she was literally watching 
So this is kind of funny. She probably laughed when I tell us. But when I left, she came in, like came right between them. And let's just say Mama Bear came out. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Uh, I just, hey, I'm the same way, man. I, you know, I, you know, my, my claws quickly come out. I'm very, I'm very defensive when it comes to my son, you know, um, just because like right now he doesn't speak like he don't, don't like, don't give him a chance to defend himself. And because he's in his world, you know, man, just living his life. Right. Like, yeah, I, his business. That. I think there are times in life at his age where you probably should step in. Mm-hmm. But I also believe I also believe that. As time goes on, we I think we sometimes have to step back. Yes, yes, I agree. And yes. I'm not saying not have them experience it to say because we don't want them to, but sometimes they have to experience it. I bet your son at some point is going to experience, hopefully, experience a girl ditching him. Like I had to deal with many girls doing that before, and honestly. There is nothing you can do about it, and that's yeah. not me being harsh. That's just me being realistic. Yeah, but that's that's but you know that's something normal, and and you know that's that's something that like a, I want to say like a, a passes through life for everybody, for everyone. You know, um, it just you know it's the empathy, the the understanding. You know, like, just because we're different doesn't mean we're not the same. We're all the same. I mean, we could all be, but I don't, I think we're all different in some ways. I think we have our own unique character traits. We may, we may share similar things. We share the same roads. We share the same blood, not the blood type, but blood. Yeah. I mean, we're human, but we're all different in our own ways to where we all have one special character trait. It may be similar, but we're adding it in a unique way. Mm. I appreciate that. It makes me look things look things differently. Because I, as a, I, you know, it's if I could, if my, you know, if my son was older and he was like you, and we could talk, we could talk about it, and and I could see where he's coming from, you know. But as a parent, sometimes it, it's. You know, it's 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 like your mom and your dad. It's your baby. You know. Oh yeah, I get that. I mean, parents are very defensive. I think I understand the reason. I know my mother was pretty defensive of me because she said, "I mean, when I was younger, and she's still like this." <laughs> um, she has she has a lot more tolerable for disrespect to her, but when it comes to her family, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 very true. So where where can we find your podcast? Do you do you edit it? Do you record? Do everything? Yes, I edit it, record it. I'm in charge of the podcast mainly, but like I said, I have a nonprofit. I let the board and the president take care of that, which is my mother. So that's their thing. But I help out as much as I can with that. But you can find me on autismrocksandrolls.com, Ooh. and if you go to the homepage. That's where everything is. So I'm on Podbean, YouTube, all the media platforms you can probably think of, and I'm there. 
uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yep. yep. When does do you drop one? When the when is the date for you to drop the episode or like a new the episode? Next, the next episode I think is the twenty first. And I'm tell I'm not telling because I'm a friend. My friend, I like to keep it secret. I'm always the type of guy who likes to keep it very secret. Um, I don't like to spoil it. I just I want them to. I want people to tell a to teach and wonder a little bit. Got it. But uh, do you have a, like a specific day? Like let's say Monday, don't uh, drop. The next episode drops on Wednesday, September twenty first. If I remember correctly. Ooh. Yep. Wednesday, September twenty first. There we go. I will I would love to come on your show. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll let you come on. I, I'll tell you at some point I'm having a parent on. You can come on that one. Along with some other parents. I'll put you in there. All right. Hey, I'll be honored. Um yeah. go go check him out. Go follow him. Go support him. Uh go check out some of his episodes, especially one with McFoley. I'm gonna go check one that one right now. Awesome. All right, man. Once hey, again, if you need any more advice, you can talk to me. No, just give us a drop. We'll do, man. Uh, have a good night, man. Yeah, you too. I'm out. Take care now. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>